I was checking to see if I have announcements on here for me, but I don't have announcements. But I do have one announcement that's not on here. And um, today is Dale's birthday. So happy birthday, Dale. Uh, we're very thankful that you were born. And you know, uh, it didn't mean as much to me when I was uh, younger, but uh, they say uh, the best thing about a birthday, it means you're still alive. <laughs> so the alternative is you didn't ever make it to that birthday. But if you make it to that birthday, then you're, you're you know, like, thank the Lord. I'm, I'm, uh, I could be in heaven, which probably would be much better, but it's more needful for you that I be here, is what Paul said. And um, so I enjoy the opportunity we have uh, here in the land of the living. Amen. Well, let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 11 and 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 11 and 12, as we worship the Lord with our giving. 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 8 and chapter 9, if you've been here very long, you know uh, these are probably my favorite two passages concerning giving and receiving, seed time and harvest. Um, of financial things and uh, seed time and harvest just in general. Laws that the Lord has put into, uh, not only into the earth, but into the system in which we live. Verse 11, now therefore perform the doing of it. Uh, they had uh, prepared a gift. Uh, I'll, I'll read verse 10. Herein I give my advice. For this is expedient for you who have begun before not only to do, but also to be forward a year ago. Now, therefore, perform the doing of it, that as there was a readiness of will, so there may be a performance also out of the same, out of that which you have, rather, out of that which you have. For if there first be a willing mind, it is accepted according to what a man has, not according to what he doesn't have. Now, uh, typically, I, I like the words the King James uses better than many other translations because they have a lot more, uh, they contain a lot more. Uh, but that, I don't believe that's the best translation, a willing mind. If you look at it, it says, if there's a, in the original Greek, if there is a willingness, if there is a desire in your heart to give, if you've had that willingness, or you could say that purpose, if you have purposed, then do what, what purpose arose in your heart, or the, the desire that arose up in your heart. He's, like, he's saying, you know, you had this even a year ago, now don't forget about it, perform it, do it, you know, put it in the ground. It reminds me, if you just turn the page over to chapter 9, verse 7, it says, every man as he purposes in his heart... Let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, because God loves a cheerful giver. Amplified says no one should give because you're compelled to give, because you're being pushed to give. You give as you purpose in your heart. So everybody should say, oh, you know, just, just sigh of relief. Uh, there is no pressure to give. There's, let me say this. There should be no pressure to give. It's not biblical to have pressure to give. Now, if you understand the word and you understand seed time and harvest, well, well you want to get 
an opportunity to give. And, you know, even if you look at 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where we read verse 11 and 12, but if you go back up to around verse 5, you'll see that they were, uh, well, verse 1 and 2 talks about the deep poverty they had and the great affliction. And in the midst of that, they gave with great joy. And it says, I think then verse 4 or 5, it says, they actually begged us for the opportunity to give. So these are, you know, Verse 1, I don't want you to be ignorant of the grace of God bestowed upon the churches of Macedonia, how in a great trial of affliction their uh, deep poverty uh, abounded to the, their joy and they gave liberally or generously in the midst of that. Uh, you know that's got to be the grace of God because most, most people, if, you're, if you are having a really tough time, you're being beat down, constantly, you know, um, badgered, constantly oppressed, you got lots of affliction, and you have less than no money. In other words, deep poverty, as the King James says. And somebody says, here's an opportunity we have to give. Most human flesh is not going to say, oh, I got to give. In fact, uh, Hebrews chapter 7 says, here, Hebrews, is that in the New Testament or Old Testament? Is that the New or the Old? That's the, Hebrews is New Testament, isn't it? And maybe you got a new Bible and maybe it's in the Old Testament and yours, but mine is in the New Testament. Hebrews chapter 7 actually says here men receive tithes. Is that the New Testament or Old Testament? That's in the New Testament. It says, here men receive tithes. But there, where's there? That's actually in the presence of God in heaven. It says, there he receives them. Who, who's that speaking of? I don't know if you know it, that's speaking of the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Here men receive tithes, there he receives them, of whom it's witnessed that he lives. Oh, you know if you're a tither, every time you tithe, some of your substance is declaring in heaven, it's declaring on earth, it's declaring before the demons of hell who come to steal, kill, and destroy that you are declaring Jesus is Lord. So your tithe is a lot more than just, well, this is what I do. You know, I system, well, you should systematically tithe. That's biblical to systematically tithe. But you've got to engage with that tithe. And you say, you know what? You know what, devil? You have no access to my life. Number one, because of the power of the blood of Jesus. Number two, I'm a tither. I'm a giver. God protects me on every side. I demand tithers' rights. You take your hands off my money. You take your hands off my family. You take your hands off my relationships, my job. You have no door of access. He'll say, yeah, but do you remember that little thing that you did? He, he's really good about uh, bringing up a picture. He must have a, I don't know, what do you call it? He must have a really good database search. So he brings those back up. Well, you say, well, that's fine. You can bring that picture up. 
But you know, that actually doesn't exist anymore. That thing has been wiped out by the blood of Jesus. So, so you fight him with the truth of the word and the word of God. So if there's first a purpose or a willing heart, each one give as you purpose in your heart. So what do you purpose in your heart? Do you know you could actually purpose in your heart concerning giving and not do it? Well, number one, because the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul said, hey, you remember what you purposed in your heart, the purpose, the desire you had in your heart? Now perform it. But you know, that's not just with giving. Remember the man that, uh, was it, uh, Peter looked at him and saw he had faith to be healed? But actually he didn't act, so he didn't receive, even though he had faith to be healed? So you could have faith to sow uh, financial seed into the kingdom of God. You could have faith to tithe, but not actually do it. But he's saying, perform the thing. Perform the thing. Do it. Well, we're talking about a lot more than your money. But sometimes the first step is finances. Because Jesus said, you know, if you're not faithful with unrighteous King James says mammon. What is mammon? It's not like manna. Mammon is money or the things, power, influence, money, comfort, security, you know, that money would bring with it. So he said, you know, if you're not faithful with money, who is going to entrust to you the true riches? I don't know about you, but I want the true riches. I, I mean, I want money too. But I want the true riches. And Jesus said in uh, Matthew chapter 6, you know, don't be like people that are not believers. The, the Bible, he called them Gentiles. So those are just people that weren't in the, the family of the house of God, you know. And so he said, don't be like them. You know, they're after this and after that and after this and after that. Your father knows that you have need of all these things. He even takes care of plants, the lilies in the field. And he, he, does, and he clothes them, you know, majestically or extravagantly. How much more does he care for you if he cares for even just plants? And so the Lord uh, cares for you, but there must be a performance. Remember James uh, said, don't, James chapter 5. Don't just be hearers of the word, but be what? Doers of the word. Why? Because if you, if you just hear and you don't do, you're actually self-deceived. You're deceived, and you de who, who deceived you, Bella? Who deceived you? You're self-deceived, then who deceived you? It's a really easy question. Yeah. You need to call a lawyer. Um, they might not help you at the moment, but they'll help bail you out. Okay. Uh, well, that's pretty bad to be deceived, but it's really bad to be deceived, and you're like, who deceived me? Who was it? And you find out, who was it, Fenton? Who was it? Say it was me. 
But you're deceived and you deceive yourself. So we are those that what? Act on the word. Well, we hear the word and we act on the word. We believe God. And so whatever the purpose in your heart is, you want to give with that purpose. You know, Lord, I give because I love you. I give because I want to honor you. I give because I, I want to have at least a little part in what you're doing in the earth. I, I want to take what you've blessed me with and I'm going to give and I'm going to sow. And I thank you that you said when I give and when I sow that you would multiply my seed sown. Not, I don't have to multiply it. You said all I have to do is give. And you said, uh, this is in chapter 9, verse 6 through 8. You said then you would give seed to the sower and you would multiply my seed sown. And let's finish with this, verse 8. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. Well, he just talked about if you sow sparingly, you reap sparingly. You sow generously, you reap generously. So he's talking about the result of sowing or the purpose of sowing. You sow generously, you're going to reap generously. You sow sparingly, or I like to translate it, you know, kind of always think of it like that. Uh, if I sow sparingly, it means I'm sowing, holding something back. So that's fine. You can do that. But when that comes back, it's going to come back with something held back. <laughs> but if you don't hold something back, you're generous. Generous sowing produces generous reaping. And he said, Why? I want you all the time in everything to have all of your needs met so you can give into, now this baffles my mind, every good work. There's a lot of bad works, but there's also a lot of good works that I could see and I could be like, hey, I want to give into that, I want to give into that, I want to give into that. Well, this actually says, if you're a generous sower, you just got to have an expectation. If there's a good work and you see it, you have the ability to sow into it. He'll give seed to the sower. Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your blessing upon our lives. We thank you for your plan for every life and every person. And we thank you that you sent your word. Thank you that you planted your word in our hearts. Father, we water that seed that you have planted with your word, with our confession with our praise. Father, we thank you that you are our source. You are the supply of our lives, that you always take care of us, and you do a good job, that every time we turn around, your blessing is right there. Your goodness, your mercy follow us every day of our life. We live in your presence forever. Father, I thank you for every person here today. I thank you for the purpose that you have put in our hearts. And thank you, Father, as we perform it, that you are freed and the laws that you have put in place actually uh, begin to work. And, Father, that you multiply us, you increase us, not only financially, but, Father, things that we're believing you for. That we have favor on every side. That we have provision. That when we need a word... 
that no man has that you deliver to our hearts the knowledge, the understanding, the word at the right time. In Jesus' name we pray.